John and Character presents Dork Tales Storytelling with a Geekish Twist The Hee Haw Dilemma by Amy Thompson <sighs> What's wrong, Reg? Oh, nothing. <sighs> Come on, it can't be nothing. Well, it is. <sighs> Reg, you're not planning on sitting there and sighing all day, right? You're not really sending the message that nothing's wrong. What do you mean? I know you. You're not happy today, and you're not speaking to me about it. Oh, you can tell? Yes. Oh, Jonathan, I don't want to seem like a spoil sport, but I'm not happy today. Well, do you want to talk about it? I thought you'd never ask. I started this conversation by asking what's wrong. But I wasn't sure if you meant it, my boy. Now I'm made aware that you did, and I'm just being a fool again. How I must annoy you. Well, sometimes. But if you annoyed me so much, don't you think I would choose to tell my stories with somebody else? Oh, Jonathan, do you truly mean that? Well, of course. You're my good friend. You ask a lot of questions and sometimes go a little overboard. But I wouldn't change you, and you shouldn't want that either. Now, what's got you down today? Thanks for saying that, mate. Those kind words really help me feel better. I guess I'm feeling less than Stella because I had a dinner party a few nights ago. And you didn't invite me? After all I said about us being friends. Oh, you understand. It was a forest creature potluck feast. You wouldn't have enjoyed the food. Well, I might have. Certainly not. Well, I eat vegetables... You love vegetables. Plus, I'd really enjoy getting to know more forest creatures. Oh, Jonathan, I can't fib anymore. Fib? Yes, to you. I didn't want to tell you that you weren't invited because I was embarrassed. Embarrassed? Well, more preoccupied. Worried what all of the other forest creatures might think of me if I, Reginald Tiberius Janeway Snibbly Hedgehog... Snibbly? It's my mother's maiden name. Anyway, I was preoccupied about how all of the other forest creatures might react to me being friends with a... human. Oh. It's shameful, I know. Well, it's not shameful... Yes, humans don't sweat nearly as much as the stories say they do. Well, it's not shameful to be a human or be embarrassed around your friends. In fact, today's story relates directly to this point. It does? Yes, today's story is a retelling of The Man, the Boy, and the Donkey. And the Hedgehog? Yes, I really think you could learn something from this story, Reg. Righto. So, what should I do? Do I play the hero? The king? Uh, this time you should just be yourself. Myself? Yeah, just listen and react. This story's moral is for all creatures. 
I already know you'll be vocal about your opinions, so feel free to jump in any time. Most certainly, my favorite pastime. Okay, here we go. Our version of the man, the boy, and the donkey, and the hedgehog. Love it! Once upon a time, there was a man. What sort of man? I don't know. This story comes in different forms from different cultures. Do you want Aesop's version, one of the Turkish versions, a Swiss-German version, or just the general English rendition? Hmm, well, I don't know. I suppose I want them all, but that might take too long, and I'm signed up for a goat yoga class this afternoon. All right, Reg, I'll mash all the tails together. That sounds lovely, Jonathan. Good for goat yoga. Namaste. Oh, uh, namaste to you too. So, there once was a man, a woodsmith. <laughs> Love him already. And he and his son were headed into town to sell their donkey in the market. It was a bright morning, not a cloud in the sky, but a slight breeze that kept them cool on their journey. They made their way along the road, and in time, they passed a traveler who scoffed. Aho! Uh You're headed into town? Fools! That's such a trek. Donkeys are meant to be ridden. The traveler chastised the father, so the father hopped onto the donkey's back and pulled his son up with him. They plodded along the path. Probably a bit slower going than before. Exactly. Though the donkey was large and strong, the father and son's weight slowed the donkey's pace. Eventually, the donkey trudged past a fruit stand. The little girl at the fruit stand, no older than eight, was not happy about what she saw as they passed. Do you know what it was? Um, the man was wearing last season's boots. No, well, yes, but she didn't yell about that. Then I have no idea. She actually called for her mother. Mama, look, she pointed with a sneer. That man and boy are so lazy. And the mother rushed to her side from their garden. She also shouted, You lazy man! Why do you teach your son to be lazy too? The man was unsure what to do. He had listened to the traveler and ridden his donkey, but now he was being chastised by the fruit stand family. So what did he do? He hurried off the back of the donkey, apologizing profusely to the mother and daughter, and he and his son walked briskly down the road. The afternoon sun was hot on their backs, and the cool breeze had slowed. They were beginning to sweat, but the town was still a ways down the road. So the father decided to stop at a well nearby. Well, well, well. What? Just a normal saying. Well, well, well. There was only one well. The saying has three, but there was only one. Yes, alongside the road in the story, there was only one well, but the saying is, well, well, well. That's three wells. That's a confusing phrase to use at this point of the story. I was being sarcastic. Ugh, storytellers. Well, sorry, Reg. We can't all have the same dry wit as you. Ooey hedgehogs are quick. 
And to the point. Out, out, hey, out, don't, out, don't, don't poke me. Uh, <laughs> just a bit of fun. You know you love me, you grump. Ow, <laughs> ow, oh, oh, yeah, okay, okay, ow, <laughs> ow. <laughs> uh, uh, on with the story. Oh, right. Well, when the man and his son and their donkey stopped for a drink, there was an old prospector who was scooping his share of water from the well. He tipped back his hat as they approached and said to the man, Well, hee-wee! I reckon you all don't want to do that. Uh, do what? asked the man. Dad, Bernie, you're gonna ruin your son's young feet by making him walk so dang much. And the prospector raised his leg and pulled off his right cowboy boot to reveal a warped, crumpled old foot, wrapped in bandages and clearly stinky socks. The man and the boy couldn't help but reel back and gasp in disgust. Ugh, I'll say, that's horrific. Why would he put his rotten foot out near the drinking water? Well, he was making a point. <laughs> you should feel hornswaggled making your poor child walk next to a perfectly healthy donkey. You better let your young boy ride on that donkey or expect his feet to end up like mine from my selfish father. The man and the boy thanked the old prospector for his advice as they filled their canteens. When they returned to the road, the man helped the boy onto the donkey's back, and they continued on their way. Off, on, off, on. It's madness. It was. And the sun had gotten hotter. The man and the boy's water ran out pretty quickly. As they were crossing a bridge to enter the town's gates... The father overheard one of the guards exclaim, That poor donkey looks so tired. I bet they don't take good care of it. Nobody's gonna want to buy it. This confused the man. He had fed and watered the donkey for months, keeping a close eye on its health and happiness. He and his son had even given it a proper bath that morning, so it would be ready to sell at the town market. Halfway across the bridge... The man pulled his son off of the donkey and whispered, Uh, son, we need to prove to these people that this donkey has been given the royal treatment in our care, so they'll want to buy it. Help me get him onto my back. And with the boy's help, he draped the donkey's midsection across his shoulders, with its legs around his neck like a big, hulking scarf. Fur will never be a smart fashion choice. Just ask Cruella. Plus, the donkey was really unhappy. So you can imagine the fuss the man, boy, and donkey caused as they made their way through the narrow streets of the town. The man and his braying donkey on his back smacked into signs, toppled piles of fruit and wares, and knocked people's hats off of their heads. And his son had followed behind him, trying to pick up what had fallen or broken, and apologizing profusely. But he just couldn't keep pace with the duo's destruction. I would have walked very far behind my father if he decided to do something so foolish. By the time they made it to where the livestock was sold in the town center, 
They were a panting, sweating mess. The donkey kept braying, "Hee honk, hee honk." The boy finally pulled the man aside. Father, this is ridiculous. My limbs hurt. My head hurts. We stink, and you've been creating havoc all afternoon. I'm so sorry, son. I didn't mean to. I just want to properly sell this donkey today. Well, the son took a deep breath, and sounding wiser than his thirteen years on earth, pulled out a handkerchief to dab the sweat from his father's brow as he spoke. I think you should just smile and trust yourself. Our donkey looks pretty happy right now, and the donkey was. Hee haw, hee haw. Ooh, I'll say, he got a free ride through town. So as they confidently led their donkey into the town square, an elderly woman popped up. Huh, that's a fine Jenny you've got there.、Uh, Jenny. Oh, it's another word for female donkey. In fact, dating back to the 17th century, it's been used to describe any female animal. Well, my mother's name isn't Jenny. Oh, what's her name? Petunia. Ah,、uh, that's a beautiful name. I I won't call her Jenny. Anyway, the elderly woman was impressed by the man and boy's donkey. Righto. She paid them higher than their asking price to take the donkey, and the man and his son were overjoyed. After all that work, and they learned a valuable lesson. Don't listen to prospectors.、Uh, no. Don't listen to fruit stand families.、Uh, not quite. Don't listen to travelers, humans. What? Well, the son helped the father figure it out. But what they learned was that no matter how hard you try, you can't please everyone. So what should you do? Well, I guess you try to stay true to yourself and your own ideals. What if you're wrong? Well, you can always listen to advice, but this man took everyone's advice at the same time. He never checked his own feelings, or asked his trusted son's advice. So he ended up lugging the donkey on his shoulders through the hot midday market. And when the gentleman finally trusted in himself and his son. The donkey was sold in minutes. Hmm, Jonathan, I've been thinking. Oh, does it have to do with some kind of late evening gathering where everyone eats? No, it has to do with a dinner party. Ah,、uh, okay. What's that? I should trust that my judgment of you is how my forest floor friends will see you as well. You're smart and funny. And, and, kind. Oh yes, very kind. And I think you should have an open invitation to all of my dinner parties. I should never worry what others might think. Oh great! Next time I'll bring a cake. Actually, for my next potluck, the chipmunks are in charge of dessert. I suppose the only thing unaccounted for you to contribute would be acorns. The chipmunks are bringing cake, and the human has to bring acorns. 
Well, he wanted to be invited. Don't you want to make a good impression? <sighs> I suppose so. I don't want to be all human-centric about my food. Plus, I like making other creatures happy. Yes, and you can't worry about pleasing everyone. Did I cheer you up today? No more embarrassment? Oh, I loved it. You're a very good friend, Jonathan. Now, start foraging for those acorns. I will. And I can guarantee your friends will go nuts over them. The and. This has been a John in Character production. Today's story was written by Amy Thompson and performed by Jonathan Cormer. Sound recording and production by Jermaine Hamilton at Studio Circle Recordings. For more information about this episode, go to johnincharacter.com. Oh, and if our storytelling brings you some joy, and a few laughs, we'd be so grateful if you'd help us live happily ever after by writing a review. It's one of the best ways for others to find our geeky tales. But before you go, please hit the subscribe button so future episodes will automatically show up in your podcast library. Now, go be the hero of your own story, and we'll see you next Once Upon a Time.